Hello, welcome to Barely Legal Comedy Podcast. I'm Alex Boardman, he's Chris Keogh, he's a barrister, I've got a law degree, we're both comedians. I was at a golf club the other day, doing a gig. Right. Liverpool. Really? Is this true? Yes, this is absolutely true. It's only to, look, I'll show you the evidence. <laughs> my leg. <laughs> you roll, you're rolling your trouser leg up. Right, can you see that? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a graze that could only have been achieved at a golf club in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> So I was walking to the stage after the first act had been on and I absolutely slipped. Uh, it was it was basically outside in a marquee on a stone cobbled, what would have been a beautiful cobbled white street. It's a very nice golf club, beautiful. And there were those, you know, those yellow beware of slipping signs. I absolutely went. Just my right foot slipped from under me, so I almost did the splits, and my left knee went down and just smacked on these cobbles. And then I had to go on, pretend not to be hurt in front of about 200 people, which is actually easier than you'd think, because something kicks in. Right. But as the night went on and on. Anyway, I was talking to this woman after, and uh, she was a solicitor, and she said, you've probably got a claim. Right. <laughs> so... I had, I had visions of you being like, you know, like in Alan Partridge yeah. stood on that spike and he's done with the awards. I was like that anyway, because it was a real, it was not a great gig. So I felt, uh, the anguish I felt was not just like physical pain. It was like, oh my God, this is not good. So if I claimed there, <clears throat> who could I claim against? I could, it was booked by an external party. Um, yeah. who are quite a big comedy agency, very big one, actually, or the golf club, which was a very, very plush big one. Which mm. which do I go after? Um, I would say it would be the responsibility of the golf club to ensure... Right. Uh, yeah. Do I not go after... I thought I'd automatically go after the wealthiest. Um, well, no, you would, you would go after... who? Well, you know, like, you'd have to go after someone who actually who had the duty of care so who had the duty of care to ensure that the um what about the people that booked me to put me in that position no like no i don't know there's well we're moving into causation there potentially like their, their breach of their duty of care would have to have caused your in, your injury right. so although you could argue that in theory i wouldn't have been there had these or not booked me to do it no it's not there they don't have a duty of care to ensure that the venue doesn't have slippery surfaces or whatever, they're just booking, that would be for the venue to determine that, I would say. Right. So, so prima facie, there is a slight case, possibly. Yeah, but yeah based on the very brief facts that you've outlined, yeah, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> but, so on the other side I of mean, this, I've also seen the damage to your knee, so I don't think that's no, really anything. Let's pretend it's not almost 100% better <laughs> I am willing to lie. Right, I'm okay. willing to basically claim whiplash, mental trauma that I can never <laughs> gig again. The fact that I love playing golf and now no, you can't. that's ruined for of, me. Because of PTSD. I'll say anything that's required. Um, so if I was to do that, yeah. what let's say I claimed against either either one, the golf club or the agent, um realistically what would i don't think i could gig again would anybody ever book me again 
Right. If they go, okay. right, this idiot falls over. Partly because he's not really looking where he's going. Yeah. Partly because I was eager to get on because it was such a rough gig. I was rushing to get on and I did just slip. Yeah. But you'd never... That must be the same in all jobs. If you yeah. if you like put a claim in, you never... Well, get, it's, it's the whole thing of like short-term gain against long-term gain, mm. isn't it? You know, and you, you might you might win that claim, but at the cost of any other income coming in Yeah, itself. say I got five so grand. It would so be a, that would be a great month. Yeah. But then a couple of months down the line, nobody's looking you know I mean? me it's anymore. A, it would but what would be known as a pyrrhic victory, wouldn't it? You know, where the yeah. the, the cost far outweighs the actual result. Yes, you know? it would. Um also on a not unrelated matter, the solicitor lady was extremely attractive. Was she? Yes. And I was very much like, Oh, I'm in terrible pain and oh yeah, and listening to her. And then for about a minute later her husband sort of appeared. Right, he, was okay. like, he was like really handsome as well and like nice suit on and stuff. And did you like feel better? I just that, thought, oh, just you're wasting works. my time, love. You were coming <laughs> up to me. <laughs> and now look at, well, you, you were married all along. Come on. <laughs> all this talk of issuing claims and so on. I thought that was some sort of code for something Well, else. it's yeah. really funny because in your brain, or maybe in my brain, I'd kind of gone, jumped three or four paces forward and was thinking... I can see, like in LA law, there'll be a time we'll probably be in her office. It'll be late at night. Yeah. We've just had a glass of wine to relax because the case is so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, you know, one thing leads to another. That's what yeah. I was thinking. And then her husband turned up. Oh, worried. Yeah. Yeah. Made and it then, worse. And then I had to drive home to my wife. Yeah. So loads of things wrong with it. I, but I, 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 when you said you leapt ahead a few cases, I had visions of you. Of you I thought you were going to go to even further in the future where you're both, you know, next to your pool that you've bought together <laughs> yeah. with all the money you've yep. made from this yeah. claim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that would be great. You run that golf club now because they had oh. to cede control of the golf club to you to God. settle the amount of money that you were owed. Oh, yeah. my imagination stopped way too early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were just having some grubby little <laughs> fling in an office, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I d- d- you're a barrister. I've, there, is it all... Men who work for the police, is it a mixture of men and women? In our office, it's yeah. mainly women. To be is it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's... does this kind of thing go on between the... Um, no, well, not why I'm in anyway. I don't know <laughs> if anyone else is getting any at work, but uh, no, I've, I've, never, I've never known that happen. I'd imagine it's quite... A... I, I, think, I think there's quite a bit of shagging within the police between officers. Really? I think. I think I don't know. I would guess the just because just because like you know shift work you actually you know, lots of sort of affairs you know yeah. or, or people sort of real you know becoming close to colleagues. I would I'll, totally I'll put expect it, it. put it in those terms just because of the nature of the work and all that sort of stuff. I think you know when they have like an Olympic village and all the athletes who probably all get up at five in the morning and don't ever drink alcohol and don't even eat chocolate and only have brine rice and the. And yeah. then they do their, they kind of do their event, don't they? If they're lucky in week one, then they've got two more weeks <laughs> of just staying with other athletes who are similarly interested. They just go mental, don't they? And just have oh, sex yeah, with each I would have thought constantly. so. Like you know, you, you can. It's probably you know those people, other people, other athletes can relate to you, can't they? In a way yeah. that other people can So it'd be the same with can. police. And I think I think there was yeah, there's probably better that. Nurses and probably yeah, barristers and solicitors. <laughs> Yeah. Not so much comedians. Because <laughs> I think, I think that not 
too many comedians hook up with other comedians because I think they all realise, wow, they're as mentally they're as, unhinged yeah, as yeah. I am. I'm not living with another sociopath. Imagine no what could happen. Absolute <laughs> disaster. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder if you get two comedians that are going out, how they function on any kind of... Well, how, yeah, well, because you, you'd be... How, you'd never see each other unless you happen to be booked at the same gig, would you? Yeah, yeah, firstly. Secondly, any argument over anything, whoever wins that argument has had a good gig in that yeah. argument. Whoever's had a bad one will just... And there'll be an element of like, well, why, why is she closing... Like, <laughs> the argument. Mirth control. Why <laughs> 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 do you get to pick what's on telly at 10? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peace. No, no, you, we you had got... peas yesterday. No <laughs> yeah. material there. We did it all. <laughs> I don't know. So what's today's case anyway? So we're talking about um, state of affairs cases. Oh my God. That was accidental. Yeah. Right. Amazing. He's back. Stop the clock. <laughs> it is back. The format is on. That was amazingly. Oh, I remember we just talked about affairs, didn't we? What yeah. a funny state what a, what a sta- that was. What a state of being that was. I remember that. Do you remember it? I remember. Yeah. I remember. I remember. So... State of affairs. State of affairs. No, these are. I just want to finish case. the episode there, really. Yeah. Because of that accidental. That was amazing, that wasn't it? Literally was from things... a fit solicitor. Look, I I have got a number. I should. Yeah. Have you? Should phone yeah. and say. Uh, you know, so you know, you know what? Your conversation with me the other day. I don't know if you claim, but you did help us <laughs> reach a rather laboured, <laughs> manufactured segue into our latest case. Oh, by the way, my wife doesn't support me in any way, so <laughs> no. she won't listen to this in a million years. Yeah, yeah, not emotionally. She tried once no. and she went, I don't mind the other fella, but I don't like you on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't mind the other fella. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking that as... as <laughs> that's a massive pay, win. Pay, pay, that's, praise. Wow, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, as good, that's a gold medal. Yeah, four stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, so these are... So state of affairs cases are where the access radius is, is about a, a state of affairs, basically. Um, right. So it's where there's no necessity for any, what, is, what you could call, willed muscular movement, if that makes sense. Not so, really. So it might just be well. It's enough that there's a specific state of affairs. So you know, like so you've not actually necessarily done something. But trespass. You, but if you well, trespass because, accidentally. Yeah. You. You. Yeah. So. Um, so let, let's. For example, like under section four two of the Road Traffic Act, um, any person who, when in charge of a mechanically propelled vehicle on a road or public place, is unfit to drive, commits an offence. So you can't take charge with it consciously doing so, right? But it's not taking charge of a vehicle or becoming unfit. It's simply being in charge and being unfit. Does that make right. sense? No, so I the don't state know of affairs. So the state of affairs is that you are at that time in charge of a vehicle whilst unfit through alcohol. Okay. Right. That is a state oh, so of it's affairs. Alcohol. It has to be alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. State of affairs. Now the offence isn't in taking charge of the vehicle or in becoming unfit through alcohol. It's it, it's the two things combining so you have this state of affairs where you are unfit in charge of the vehicle right so let's say you are a teetotaler only ever drinks orange juice and some someone spiked your drink with vodka and for some reason you've got a cold and you can't taste this is the most disgusting orange juice you've ever tasted in your life yeah you drink it you drive home you don't realize 
that you were drunk. Yeah. You get pulled over. You're over, over the limit, though. You're over the limit. You're breathalyzed. Uh, are you guilty of yes. an offence? Yeah, it's, it's a strict liability offence, basically, in that you are, at that particular time, unfit. You're over the, the what's prescribed, you know, the legally prescribed limit for alcohol, regardless of how that has happened. happened. Yeah. Um, so there's there's no there's you know so so the action is basically is it's the it's the circumstances that you're in rather than your, right. your actions or inactions, yeah. Right. So that's yeah that's good. So consider the case right of Windsor. <laughs> when it is you when you're at university again. Yeah. That's going to be one of your main. Consider the case. Yeah. So Windsor and the Chief Constable of Kent. Okay. Right. Now this is a case which is only reported in the Times. It's not reported in any of the law reports. Just literally was published in the newspaper, um, and it's in. Uh, it was in 1983 on the 28th of March. Uh, for those of you who have 1983 ac access to these things, I can um, see. I can remember 1983 a bit. Music was very can you? good. Yeah, a bit. I was about I, nine, I, ten. I was like three. So, yeah, you won't remember it, but I can. It was good. Yeah. So, basically, he was, Windsor, was taken to hospital on a stretcher, but was found to be drunk and told to leave. Okay. Right, okay. So, um, so he was just fine. So, he probably wandered in and lay yeah, on Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's taken in drunk. Um, he's, 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 in, he's, in, uh, he's in hospital. And he's been one of these annoying drunks. He's refusing to leave and just being a liability, basically. Um, so, the hospital staff kept trying to get him to leave. He wouldn't leave. Uh, the police came and found him slumped on a seat in the corridor. Okay. Um, and the police then, but in theory, he's not really doing anything wrong at that point. He's not being drunk and disorderly. He's, he's, not, he's not really, you know, it's like, so the police are then presented with a problem as to how to deal with this chap. Um, so what they did, the police, and I can't quite believe that they did this, is that they took him onto the highway outside the hospital. Okay? Right, and just left him in the middle and, of it for him, worried to run But then over. charged him with being drunk in the highway under Section 12 right. of the Licensing Act. Now, he, he wasn't there. He was in the hospital. That's indisputable, and it's not yeah. even contested on the facts. Um, he only came to be on the hospital because the police took him there. He didn't voluntarily walk there, so they're not found him walking along the road. They have found him in the hospital and moved him, moved him there. So the question was, has he committed the offence under Section 12, which is, and I'll read it out for you, under the Licensing Act of um, 1872, every person found drunk in any highway or other public place, whether a building or not, or on any licensed premises, shall be liable to a penalty not exceeding level one on the standard scale. Um, on a third subsequent conviction within such a period of 12 months may be liable to a penalty not exceeding, um, again, level, sorry, so it's, yeah, level one. So. It doesn't really, so, so it's, it's a fine, but the actual wording of, of the thing is that every person found drunk in any highway. Right. Okay? Now, this is probably something that suffers from, like, if this offence were drafted now, I, I don't think it wouldn't be drafted in those terms, because it creates a weird set of circumstances if you think about what that is. So every person found drunk in any highway. Mm. Not any person entering or walking along or moving along any highway or in charge of a vehicle literally found drunk. So the actual actus reus there is similar to what we were saying before about the about the being drunk in charge of a vehicle, uh, except the word found is there. They have to be found by right. someone. So it's not just being drunk. Like, if you're drunk on a highway and no one Nobody finds you, it's like a philosophical yeah. question, no one finds you, you've not actually committed the offence. It's not that you've not been caught for the offence. 
defence hasn't been made out because you've not been found to be there. So it's a strange yeah. set. It's a strange word in that, I think. Um, now, so what do you think about that? So, so the plea, he was charged with that. Well, has he been found? And it's also public highway or public place, isn't it, it says? Yeah, so, but the hospital doesn't count as a public place. No, it's not public but place. once he's on the street outside, he doesn't... It could so be like it doesn't have to be the highway, as in cars can go past. Yeah, it can yeah. just be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's on the pavement, you know. Yeah, I mean? the so, pavement yeah. can be anywhere. So he's not. Well, he's not been found, has he? He's been taken and then arrested. So he's not been found. If well, he, unless they use the meaning of the word "found" as in like as, uh, being, having been assessed to. Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. Unless they mean it like that, but yeah. he's not. So he hasn't. Well, if it's the same as the example we gave a minute ago about the woman that's had a drink spike with vodka, yeah, then it's exactly the same, so he's guilty. But he's not been found, so I'd argue the found... I would. He's not been found, he's been put there. So it's almost the same as he's been framed. It's almost the same as planting evidence, because he's the actual evidence. The, he's mm. been moved there, so he's been planted. Yeah. That's... Well, that's but, what I'd argue. I don't think I'd win. No, no. So, um, in the judgment, Lord Justice Goff, okay, um, he said, or does, does if the... if he's Dutch, it would be... Oh. <laughs> 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 I can't believe people still mention Van Gogh or... Do you know what I mean? You don't... You, you very rarely use the exact pronunciation, especially yeah. in a difficult language like Van Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Who do you mean there? You know, yeah. Van Gogh. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't have to say it. It's just... It always grates on me. You know, when uh, Americans do this more than... than Van Gogh. When they try and pronounce the word in, in the way it should be in its yes. original language. And it just doesn't work. You no. know what I mean? You know, uh, like it's, the, yeah, it's totally not, not... It's just really, really... Have you seen that? There's a great sketch by, you know, Limmy. Oh, yeah, I love Libby. He does a bit how um, he's like a newsreader and he reads out one of the stories he reads about something that happened in Kabul. Yeah. And he says, did you hear what I did there? I pronounced <laughs> Kabul. Not, not Kabul, like we do over here, but Kabul, like they do over there. And then he does a list of all... Imagine if I did that for other cities in the world. And he says, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's been a terrible fight in Amsterdam. <laughs> it's, really, it's a really good bit. He genuinely is... Hilarious, absolutely. Yeah. Amazed he's not giant. When you look at people that are not funny who are massive, yeah, and produce a lot because you go, Well, volume of work they do a lot. He's got so much that and it's all brilliant. Yeah. And it's like, Why is he not? Why is yeah. Keith Lemon massive, for instance? Because he appeals to idiots, doesn't he? Right, okay, that's what it but, is. Okay, then, bad example. Why is Paddy McGuinness massive then? I mean, well, again, <laughs> like, he appeals to idiots. Well, that's that's what it's, yeah, I think. I think it's because it's accessible, light entertainment type stuff that yes. doesn't you don't need to think about. Whereas, like what someone like Limmy does is really quite funny, interesting as yeah. well. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's funny. It's, just it's funny. really, really good. But yeah, but just, and whenever I sort of like hear American like you know um, yeah, news readers or whatever of, sort of, of pronounce it, it, I instantly go to that. You know, so that's that's a sign of a well-written sketch, isn't it? When it sets yeah, up the yeah, thing so always, well that you yeah. automatically think of it when you see it in real life. Um, yeah, so anyway, so Goff. That was, what, what was that? The Lord Justice Hoch. Oh. Um, <laughs> is he spelled G-O-F-F? G-O-F-F, yeah. Oh, right, so it doesn't even work. No, it doesn't. But, you know, it, it, was, it worked well enough for our purposes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 
So what he asked, in his judgment, he asked, does the fact that the appellant was only momentarily on the highway and not there of his own volition prevent his conviction of the offence of being found drunk in a highway? He says, in my judgment, looking at the purpose of this particular offence, that's interesting, that's how, that's what we call statutory interpretation. Right. Um, so what mischief is this, is this, you know... Preventing. Uh, pre- trying, to, trying to prevent, uh, or trying to uh, cure. Um, so the purpose of it is designed to deal with the nuisance which can be caused by persons who are drunk in a public place. Okay. Yeah. This kind of offence is caused quite simply when a person is found drunk in a public place or in a highway. Um, an example uh, of, you know, so it, and illustrates how sensible that conclusion is. Suppose a person was found as being drunk in a restaurant or a place of that kind and was asked to leave. If he was asked to leave, he would walk out of the door of the restaurant and would then be in a public place or in a highway of his own volition. Yeah? He would, there, he would be there of his own volition because he had responded to a request. However, if a man in a restaurant made a thorough nuisance of himself, was asked to leave, objected and was ejected... In those circumstances, he would not be in a public place of his own volition because he would have been put there either by a gentleman on the door. <laughs> you can tell what sort of restaurants yeah. Mr. Goff goes to, uh, Lord Mr. Goff goes to. Uh, or by a police officer who might have been called to deal with the man in question. It would be a nonsense if one were to say that the man who responded to the plea to leave could be said to be found drunk in a public highway yeah. um, because, he'd left, because he'd actually been reasonable and left. Whereas the man who had to be ejected and forced there wasn't. Um, yeah. that wasn't there for... That's um, really good reasoning, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Said So, it's enough for the commission of defence, one, if a, a person is in a... Is, is if, one, a person is in a public place or a highway, two, he is drunk, and three, in those circumstances, he is perceived to be there and be drunk. So, perceived to be there, so he's f- not, not found and happy, he's perceived by someone um, to be there. Now, I think it's slightly... I don't know... I, I think I think he's he's slightly he's been quite liberal with his interpretation yeah, of it fine. to a degree. I, th- I think his I think his examples are pretty good about of the, yeah, the restaurant. They are, um, but but this one is like the police physically put him there, um, and 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 then arrest him and charge him with with the offence. Um, but they they've found him and perceived him to be drunk somewhere other than in a public place in the first instance. Now, I think Goff gets around it to a degree by saying, you know, what, well, if he'd left on his own and staggers out the door, he, you know, it's ridiculous that he could be convicted arrested of that. Arrested and then arrested, not if he's been But someone out. who's actually yeah. been worse behaved by refusing to leave and has to be chucked out. Um, so I think he, get, he gets around it. I can, I, can, I can see why, I think in academic ter- circles, this would be something you could discuss either way. So if you're writing an essay, you could, you could, you could argue yeah. it both ways and... and Prove what a good that's student the, you are. That's you know? the kind of two pages I would waste yeah, on yeah. a legal essay arguing about this instead of citing other cases. <laughs> and I'd run out of time. God shit! I've argued for two <laughs> for two pages about whether that bit's right or not. Also, let's face it, there will definitely be because there's legislation coming in all the time about things like. Uh, ambulance workers, fire workers, if you do something to them and obstruct them, you're guilty of an offence if they're trying to do the job, even if they're not trying to do the job. So now it will be you can't be drunk in a hospital. or th- There'll be better law in place now. Yeah, that, yeah. That you yeah. have to like kick them out and rely on this. And rely on this sort of like a way to get yeah. around it. Yeah, yeah. There would, there would be other, there would be other um, You definitely can't be drunk in a hospital, certain of it. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, loads of people have, but they'll be in offence. I was going to say, we'll go to A&E on a Saturday night. Well, like, hundreds of people yeah. have, but that would have been made an offence now to be, and it'll be something else, like be a disruptive be, yeah, be done, be, yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there's, there's issues, yeah, there, there would be other offences that you could rely on. I suppose in this case, he's slumped and he's being a nuisance yeah. by refusing to leave, but he's not threatening anyone because there'd be other offences there that you could you could rely on. Um but yeah, I think it's an interesting case there because this is basically a strict liability offence. So, so you know, Goff goes on to explain about the momentarily nature of being on the highway. So he's, he's taken there by the police. He's not been chucked out by hospital staff who's then yeah. found the police and the police then come and find him. I think that would be, there would be no argument there really from him. But I think the fact that the police have come, found him, he's, 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 you know, he can't function. So they just pick him up and take him outside, put him there, then arrest him. Yeah. Now, when I first heard that at university, I remember thinking, that's completely out of order because yeah, he's not me committed too. that offence. But I'm guessing you're young as well and a bit more liberal. Yeah. Now yeah. I'd be like, they should have beat him up, <laughs> thrown him under. They should, have got, they should have had one officer who'd not taken his insulin that day. <laughs> yeah, also, he had taken his insulin and not eaten. Put um, him in a wheelie bin <laughs> and just left him in the middle of the road to get hit by a bus. Yeah. Said, so does it matter if the appellant was only momentarily on the highway? No, it doesn't say anything in this. If we're going on technicalities, as we obviously on, on the li- on the literal letter of the yeah, law, it as make, opposed, yeah. no, it won't make any difference. Yeah, exactly. Whatsoever. It said it makes no difference. A man may be perceived to be drunk in the highway for five minutes, or for one minute, or for ten seconds, however short the period of time. If a man is perceived to be drunk in the highway, he is guilty of the offence under the section, because it doesn't say, and it is it's silent as to how long it has to be. Um, do you so have to actually be drunk? You just have to be perceived to be drunk. Found drunk. Ah, uh, did you say found drunk? Right. So, okay. but what Goff says is what found means in this is perceived right. to be drunk by someone. So that's now, interesting. perceived to be drunk could be, I judge that you are drunk. Yeah, exactly. My perception is that you are drunk. Because no, police can... officers do that all the time. They have the, to do yes. that. To be honest with you, yeah, and they are taught how to do that. Um, right. What do they? Because in America they do a famous walk along an imaginary line. Put your Finger on your nose, turn yeah, round, yeah, yeah. say the alphabet backwards. I'd fail on all those stone cold silver. I can barely <laughs> yeah. do anything like yeah. that now. Yeah, so 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 they look at things like you know, like sort of like glazed eyes, yeah. you know, slurred speech, and all that. Now, lots of those may well be not drunkenness. That might be because of some sort of medical condition. Yeah, um, you know, if you you know if you have a migraine, sometimes it can affect you like that. Um, so so it, it may be that. So do you have you ever had a migraine? I go on quite often. Yeah. Uh, so see, I'm not sure they exist. <laughs> I, I genuinely think migraine people. If you're one of these migraine people and you're listening, I think you're just after a bit of sympathy in the day off, and you've got a headache. Granted, I never. I never. Too near um, a I, I, don't, I Well, I don't get headaches with them. For right. one thing, I um, just get. Um, sort of visual things and I feel a bit weird and spacey like I'm not really yeah. there at times of high stress yeah. and overworked and tired just that that's what it is yeah, yeah. all these migraine people come on pull yourself together <laughs> it does, I'm not honestly not don't think it exists why? Why? Just because you don't. Well, my wife has migraines. Like, all oh, right, here we go. And then, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, <laughs> but it would always be at like. Convene, oh, I've got a migraine. And it's like, well, hang on, it's the kids' like concert tonight. I'll have to go on my own, you know, that kind of... <laughs> it's always, it's, you know, it's never like, oh, it's my best friend's 
birthday party and we're all going, oh, you know, I've got a migraine now at six o'clock. There there are some things that you can power through, I reckon. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I don't get headaches with them and I'm fortunate in that regard because I know people do and it it can probably make them bedridden for days. Yeah. Um, Again, you'd probably think they're malingering, don't you? Well, bedridden for days... And then, oh, the FA Cup final's on on Saturday, Friday. Well, I'm better now <laughs> after these days. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah, I don't, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it, migraine people. You're having everybody on. You might have a, you might be a bit bad, but, you know, too near a fen. Get on you're, with it. You're all, you're all right. I yeah. think so. Um, but like I said, I don't get headaches. Asthma. I just get weird. What, what they, no, asthma's clearly a thing because you see people unable to breathe. Yeah. That's. That, but that could a, be that could be stress, couldn't it? Stress injury. It can be, yeah. I've got asthma, or I did have it. I've not got it so much now. Right. But that's real, so I'm aware of that. <laughs> I had that. Yeah, because it's something that happens to me, so I know <laughs> yes. this is real. But migraines made up. <laughs> right, I'll bear that in mind next yeah. time. I, I ignore them anyway. I've got a bit of a headache coming on now. That's interesting. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm probably just hungry. Um, yeah, so, but, so I better not have anything to drink, lest I be found... On, on the public highway. Um, yeah, so basically, the offence is worded in such a way that you don't actually have to... The, the access radius is on the person perceiving you to be right. drunk, and that's the main point, um, really, here, is that even if you're not there voluntarily or, or, or whatever, it's literally the case that you are there and someone perceives you as being there and drunk. And I think that's what the perceived means. I think someone assesses you as being drunk. is that you are drunk... And you are perceived there as being drunk by yeah. a person um, who and is you're this on, still you're on the, the public highway. Is this still the valid what what yeah, yeah. what act was it? Um, the licensing act of eighteen seventy two. Yeah. That can't still be the that can't be. Yeah. That can't still be the law from eighteen seventy two. Nothing else is still that old. No, it's still it's still yeah, it's still in force, the licensing act of eighteen seventy two, yeah. Feels a bit weed. <laughs> this there's whole like, thing feels very weedy to me. It 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 is. It, yeah, it's interesting the things that don't get updated and therefore impliedly repealed, and the things that do. Hmm. Um, but yeah, but the licensing act is still. You know, it will have been, it will have been amended several times over yeah. the over the intervening one hundred and fifty years. Um, but yeah, it is still the, it is still the val- a valid piece of legislation. And Section 12 is still in force. So. It must be largely ignored because any Saturday night in any city centre, you could take hundreds, thousands of people just off the street because they're clearly on the public highway and they're clearly drunk, very clearly. So it must be one of those non-offences that's just handy to use sometimes when yeah. someone's been a real yeah, pain because, in the Yeah, because you would have is, is the public interest elements of whether it's worth... Um, if it's you know if it's in the public interest to pursue a prosecution against someone, so which is what the CPS look at, so the full and the police therefore have to consider it as well. So basically, but it does give, you know, someone you know most people will be dealt with as being drunk and disorderly. Yeah, um, and then just released in the and, morning, and then or... released in the morning, lots of a night and released in the morning. Um, this this sort of law isn't isn't readily applied, um, except for it does give it it does give the law enforcement. Community, um, the I don't know why I put it in those terms. The, the police, the law I had. He says that in the Blues Brothers, doesn't he? <laughs> like at the yeah. start of the of everybody needs somebody. <laughs> he says, uh, yeah, 
We particularly would like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois law enforcement community who've been <laughs> chosen to be with us in the Palace Hotel ballroom at this time. Um, yeah, there's a little aside for you all that otherwise in those terms. Oh yeah, but it gives the police a good a, a, a way of dealing with some people who are clearly causing a problem that don't quite fit into the disorderly uh, bracket, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but there's loads of laws that are still in force that are 150 years old that haven't been implied, yeah. that haven't been repealed yet. Yeah, they shouldn't be. They should do a, <laughs> Again, should review everything. When you when you take over <laughs> any law that was, how far back would you be willing for laws to have been? I think passed? everything is so different now. I think anything pre late 90s should be should reviewed. Be, should be reviewed. Should be reviewed. Everything seems to have. Have, have you have you read any of the law that's oh, being drafted at the moment? Though it's terrible. No, no. I did, are we still in this? One of the most famous ones, Sailor Goods Act, seventeen ninety. Is that still in, in uh, case? I think uh, it's changed slightly. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I think changed, it's been it? updated. So that one, um, I'd keep because I can remember bits of that. <laughs> so, but, all right. So this is your thing. That's what I know about that one. Keep that one. Yeah, that's theft all right. act. 68, What's this one? Keep, never, never heard of that one. Pointless. Get rid of yeah, it. Yeah, keep the theft act because I can remember that. So Sales Goods Act um, is now has been replaced by the Consumer Rights Act. Yeah, sack it. Not as good. Go back to Sailor Goods seventy nine. Yeah. yeah, homicide. No, act. no, but that's exactly what you were saying. Is what you would. Yeah, do. but I've Go. changed my mind because <laughs> I'm like, do you know nothing of government? <laughs> I, I I said it about Boris uh, about Trump in the past. I can't criticize Boris Johnson as much as other people, because I am essentially a very similar personality type in lots of ways, as in I'm pretty lazy, I'm pretty careless, I don't really, if I've got a job to do, I'll do it at the last minute or try and just bluff it and not do it. Yeah. I just don't think that, his main crime for me is to go, I can be Prime Minister, because he should know himself better and just go, I'm gone. Yeah. This too this is too much. I've blagged everything so far. Blagged the colour in the spectator, blagged being Mayor of London, blagged being Foreign what Secretary. Was he? Foreign, Secretary. <laughs> Foreign Secretary should be the point where you go, No more Boris. Yeah. You can't do this. He's not even called Boris, he's called Alexander. It's not even his real name, yeah. it's just everything about him. I don't know. I'd... But but then why why would he think I bet he thinks he's done all right at all of those jobs though you see he must know he, no, no he i bet must. he's got no self-awareness i don't know yeah maybe he'll have been told all his life that he's great you know what i mean like he's, he's he's basically what happens when you when someone doesn't ever hear the word no yeah ever in their life they become boris this. johnson yeah yeah i mean he's a fantastic sitcom character it's yeah do you know what you would do if this was a sitcom this is where it this whole conservative government falls down comedically everybody underneath him should be actually competent and good at the job but yeah. struggling with this idiot maniac in yeah charge. yeah but if, yeah but yeah for the like for it's the... the office look at the office it's the classic so you've got michael scott at the top and then you've got dwight who's also oh let's go for the american one so you've got dwight who's... i was gonna say i don't know who any of these characters okay are, so then you've got uh mm. you've got ricky gervais's character what's he called? david brent so you've got brent then you've got Gareth, who's his like direct understudy. Yeah. With no real authority but thinks he has. So those two are absolute idiots yeah. and power hungry and cause everyone trouble. 
in the office. Then you've got Tim in the British one. Yeah. Utterly competent, could do the job. He's coasting along. But really cynical. and yeah. Really cynical. Then you've got Dawn, the yeah. receptionist, also really competent, covers often for Brent. Other times doesn't. Who else is in there? I can't remember any I of you. I can't remember the That's characters. why I was going American. Right, I can okay. remember. I've never seen the American ones, so I don't know you. But the American ones, also, they've got Stanley, who who's, they give a bigger role to as like one of the other office people. And then they've got, uh, oh, I can't remember, BJ Novak's character, whatever he's called. And then Toby, who's the HR. So all these people are actually good at their jobs. Yeah. Yet suffering an idiot. Whereas mm. under Boris, it's just, you've it, got Pretty, who's Gareth. Yeah. Uh, stroke Dwight Schrute, like some power obsessed, um, like thinks they're ultra tough and like military men, karate black. Yeah, that. That's yeah, pretty yeah. Patel. Yeah. Uh, then what's Rob? What's, is he he's Rob? Um, he's Justice yeah, Secretary. Yeah, he is now, yeah. Possibly next Prime Minister. <laughs> so I don't know who he and then is. You got, but you, you've even got like. Even lower down, you got you even got laughable characters there, like like Mark Francois and people like that. Yeah, you know, just absolute clowns. If you wrote abs- it as a abs- sitcom, yeah, you would. They, they would go, "This is unrealistic to have all of these." Go. You, can't, you can't have all the idiots. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you can't have all of them. Yeah, you only need one. Yeah, you need one. And you need you need the contrast, don't you? Yeah, light and dark can't be all dark. No, you know, but you it's can't. just it's like. Oh, deciding which which chimp should we have driving this bus? You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh god right that's Windsor Windsor and the government done <laughs> <laughs> so next time we're going to move on to mens rea because because what Windsor is is an example of a strict liability offence right uh, which is a nice segue into mens rea which is an offence where the actus race itself is sufficient um, and the mental element isn't actually necessary and right. that links us into the mental element, which is what we're going to move on to anyway. So. And actus race is boring, really. Yeah, yeah. Because mens rea is mens the, rea is the is proper the crimes stuff. coming. We've got murder coming. We've got arson. We've got theft. Yeah, exactly. That's the better stuff, really, yeah, than somebody definitely. being a bit drunk in a hospital and then walked onto the street. That's, that's done. Well, carried onto the street by the police. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boring. Yeah, so once we start mens rea, um, we'll introduce us to some of the meatier sort of offences and then we will move on to considering individual offences as a little mini-series within each other. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Don't worry, it won't be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cock it up. Yeah, exactly. If anyone can, we can. Yeah. <laughs>